East High. Hello, podcast listeners. It's Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 3, senior year, one minute at a time. I'm Condra. And my name is Tyler. And today we're talking about Minute 23 of High School Musical 3, senior year. Minute 23 starts out with Taylor saying she will be the President of the United States of America. And ends with Sharpay saying, golly gee, how adorable. Wow, some iconic lines in this minute. To be sure. Truly. Minute 23, would you say this minute is the the Michael Jordan of the podcast? I hope not. Or of the movie, at least. Or the LeBron James. Are they both number 23? I know I'm... Was that intentional on LeBron's part? That would be Yeah, I think it's like Mariano Rivera having the number 42. Like, you make that choice on purpose. Yeah. Um, I know baseball players from 15 years ago, just not current basketball players. I mean, LeBron James is also from 15 years ago, Tyler. <laughs> True. Fair. Fair. <laughs> so, minute 23. Honestly, you know, it's this fine. Minute, it's, it feels like it's trying to deliver on the premise of the movie. It's a high school musical minute. That's for sure. <laughs> it's not a high school musical minute. It's a wildcat minute. It's not high school musical minute, though. But it's a minute of high school musical. This is how we should phrase it. Yes. So Taylor very proudly states, it's almost like she's realizing it for the first time. Like what she wants is, oh, you know what? I want to be the, no, the president. No, no way. She knows that. <laughs> that is her elevator. That's what she went into her college admissions going was like, oh, where do you see yourself in 10 years? I am the president. No, I think of the I think States. she said I I think she pictured herself in the Senate or on the Supreme Court, and then she was like, you know what? Today I'm feeling president. <laughs> I think she's always had that big thought. Okay. No, yeah, I, I mean, maybe the trick is that she's pretending that it's a spur of the moment thing. She's acting, and that's part. Yeah, she's already acting, and it is of course followed up by I'm going to finish college first. Yeah, which felt like. It didn't need to be said. I I don't I know. I think it was because the boys were chuckling at her a little and like, a, oh, ho. they were like, don't you know you need to be 35 legally? <laughs> 35, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to be so good. They're going to lower the age requirement. <laughs> I don't know if they'll do that, but you do you, Taylor. What's on Taylor McKessie's platform? Is this worth getting into? <laughs> I'm sure the Equal Pay Act is finally there again. <laughs> no boys allowed. <laughs> that's 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 her campaign slogan. My cabinet <laughs> will be exclusively women. I mean, yeah, that that's kind of sounds like Taylor's. See, alley. it's interesting because Taylor is not exceptionally like extreme in any way. Yeah, but she's like, kind of like she's kind of like straight down the middle on a lot of things. But like at the same time, I could see her being really obnoxious and being like, mm, you're going a little hard here, girly. <laughs> you want to be the first female president? Figure this out. Well, she almost has the thing going for her where like she has the radical appearance, but mm. not the like, but like deep down her beliefs are like Very rather rigid. conservative. Yeah. Or, or rigid in that way. Much like the Democratic Party, anyway. So, no one is surprised by Taylor's statement. And then... 
Well, a, a Mr. Arbus gives a good, oh. Like, uh, I'd vote <laughs> As if for she's Ukraine. pleasantly I, surprised, yeah. Yeah, I, I honestly would have been like, well, I'll vote for you. That would have been adorable. <laughs> but then it is followed up by a disruption. <gasps> oh, no, a character who wasn't here, who nobody realized wasn't here. <laughs> Martha runs in the door, frantic and... Miss Darvis is like, Martha Cox, why are you late? As if, like... We needed a reminder what do you of her mean name. late? Like, like, she's here. <laughs> I mean, the bell is rung, and it's after the beginning of free period. She's late. It's a voluntary <laughs> sign-up. <laughs> her name is on the clipboard. She is expected. It's like if you come late to, like, a like a, a game night. It's like, what, what what are you doing walking in late? Like... I don't know. This is what I got here. What do you want? I think there's a different expectation for school folks, though, and especially Darvis. I mean, yes, Miss Darvis has unreasonable expectations is what I'm saying. We knew that already, though. And then Martha, Martha Cox, which I don't know if we've heard her whole last name before. We've not heard it said aloud, but it did say that on the credits. So we did know her full name. But she says, oh, I figured we might need some extra dancers. And then she pushes a button and the, the, the gate opens. The garage door gate opens and like 30 and, teens run in. And Ryan's so excited. He puts his hands up and he's like, oh, thank you. And gives Martha a big hug. It's real cute. It's like a weird triumphant moment that is like not anything that's ever happened in the 23rd minute of a movie. This is like at the end of a Star Wars movie when Lando they go, flies we in. need reinforcements. And then Lando Calrissian flies in with <laughs> it's Spy Kids 3 calling everyone. everyone. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, man, we're not going to make it. We can't put on the play. We don't have enough people like no, like. We already knew you were going to put on the play. 30 other people running into the room doesn't change anything here. But I think it does bolster. I think Ryan's reaction to having more dancers is like, yeah, now I can show off my choreographed skills to a further degree because I'm now not only managing your primary cast, but I'm managing extras as well. So you think he's going to get a degree, an undergrad degree in choreography and then a further degree in choreography? choreography like a like a master's i think a doctorate i think his line is definitely more on the production end of things i it think he's it was truly a pun Foss. because you said you said further degree oh oh <laughs> i didn't notice <laughs> i didn't mean to interrupt your whole thing i was just like i gotta get this pun in there otherwise the word will be buried too far back and clearly but it was buried <laughs> too, too much in general <laughs> But yeah, no, there's there's a generally an excited reaction. Yeah, I think he's inspired by Bob Fosse and will hope in the right ways and not in the wrong ways. The, the other thing I'll say is that it like it's shot from such a wide shot. Yeah, it's a weird angle that like we don't we don't get to see like because we're in the theater. So we have this big open space to put the camera in, which is great. I'm glad they used it. Mm-hmm. But like we don't get to see who any of the dancers are like. I know we don't really know their faces super well, but we could get like a shot of the excited dancers running in. Like Yeah, so there's one when we're in the close up of Troy in the next couple seconds here. 
We see like one girl in the background. One yeah. girl in the background, and we've definitely seen her before. I feel like, and we're all in this together, and like she is definitely a cheerleader we have seen before. All right, she didn't look familiar to me, but oh, if I believe you, thank you, thank you for your belief. So, so it's like, oh yeah, well, with this many dancers, we can definitely put on a show. Yeah, Darbus makes a comment of like, well, it's a show now, basically, like. And presumably there are also underclassmen in this regiment. Probably. Like that way there's understudies and maybe some of these folks will be lights and set decoration and stuff. Like Yeah, and that's and that's something uh like the Muppets always do well. It's like it it's always about more than just the performers. It's about the crew and the the lighting and the whole shebang. Yeah. I love this is episode if anyone ever wanted to listen to like an encapsulation of us i feel like they just need to listen to the first nine and a half minutes of this episode because we've already talked about star wars and the muppets we just got to bring in theme parks and we're we've got the holy trinity (laughs) well we haven't started talking about uh, the nightmare before christmas or the fantastic mr fox so no but i feel like at this point we skirt those topics more than almost anything else. Uh, after High School Musical, <laughs> those are our most two talked about topics. <laughs> so, we talk about music too, but yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Darvis looks wistfully at Troy when she settles into the fact that she has a bunch more people to help with this production. And she such kind eyes. Like... Have we ever seen Darvis look this kindly at Troy before? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, it's like because she knows she's about to prove her point. She's like, well, Mr. Bolton, what do you want? What's in your future? And then Troy, who's been reading the Juilliard pamphlet pretty earnestly and thoughtfully. Mm -hmm. He doesn't hear her at first. Finishes his paragraph that he's on and closes the book and goes, well, me, I, um, and then he, like, you know, pulls I've on his collar about... and goes, e-. Yeah. Like, clearly, boy, you have not been thinking about this much. Or there's a new wrinkle, and you are less sure now. A wrinkle in time. Where's Mrs. Watsit? On Allison Reed would be an excellent, such a better Mrs. Watsit than Reese Witherspoon was, at least. <laughs> That's a fair point. (laughs) Dang. She wouldn't have gotten mad at Meg and then told Meg she didn't like her when that's not the point of Mrs. What's it? I just really... How dare they try to put in character emotions and... and No, that's not the point of Mrs. What's it? She loves Meg unconditionally. That's her gift is her love to Meg that Meg then realizes like, oh, that can also be my gift and my power is my love for my brother, Charles Wallace. And the fact that Mrs. What's It got angry and like disliked Meg and put Meg down in that new version infuriated me more than any other story change. Like all the other story changes was like, yeah, you're modernizing it, giving a little more depth to the character who's relatively flat and stuff. But like the second they put any hate in Mrs. What's it's heart, it's like, no, that's not Mrs. What's it is hope. She is love. She is compassion. She is never angry. Meg is. Go off queen. 
I love this book more than almost anything. <laughs> this is one of my favorite. I I got to do it for my ki- my book group last year with my my sixth graders, and it was like the greatest thing. And out of print, just put out a "Stay Angry, Little Meg." You'll need all your anger now shirt. And I was like, do I need to spend thirty dollars on a t shirt? No. Will I? Because it's from the Wrinkle in Time. Absolutely. So. Just, uh, just don't put Condra and Ava DuVernay in a in a room together. Some some fists will be thrown. I don't know who that is. So, that's the director of the Disney Wrinkle in Time Uh-oh. movie. Common, yeah, I'll, um, I'll fight common her. I'm a librarian too. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of librarians have problems with that movie. I will represent librarians and fight her. <laughs> but anyway, Troy, he doesn't know what he wants, and I, I. I you know, I've complained a lot about this movie, like not not doing its homework with the like what like what is going on with Troy's character arc thing. This is a scene where it is doing its homework. It's like as tacky as it is for him to hem and haw and go, oh, I don't know. And it's like, OK, but yes, at least you're doing it. You're acknowledging that this is what you want the movie to be about. And I don't know if you noticed, but what's really interesting about this shot is it's not a close up of Troy. No. It's it's a medium it's a medium shot of Troy, but it's wide enough that it has Gabriella taking up a whole fifty percent of the screen. Mm-hmm. It would be more interesting if we saw any emotion or th- reaction coming from Vanessa Hudgens's face. I think her actions speak louder than her facial expression because I'm saying like yes, what she does afterwards is something, but like during the shot of Troy hemming and hawing, she's just looking at him, and like. That's not the acting that gets you Emmys, no, Vanessa. I think it's, one, I think this is not the big acting moment for her. And two, I think that it does reflect Gabriella's hesitant, like continuous hesitancy. She doesn't want to step on Troy's toes and is gauging the situation until she eventually feels the need that she's like, okay, I'm going to step in now and make this less awkward. I, I get that it's like not her moment, but it, like if the director's choosing to use this angle, the director need and it may be Kenny's fault. The director needs to say to the actor, like, hey, you're in this shot. Do something. It could be that too, is she didn't realize she was in shot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like most audience members are going to just be looking at um Zach Efron here. One, because he's Zac Efron. And two, because he's the one talking and having dialogue. But I don't know. It was just something I noticed. It was like, it was really interesting that they chose to put Gabriella in that shot, but then she didn't do anything with it. So it was was complicated. I definitely, I see where you're coming from. And I think Gabriella has also hid her, she hides her emotion until she doesn't. Basically, she, she reveals her emotions when she's alone or in a very personal setting. So I could see her not, revealing when she's much. standing in front of lockers ideally by herself when she unveils her yes, emotions exactly yeah. <laughs> or when she's uh walking around a pool <laughs> or when she's receiving a tea for tr- oh that's in front of lockers too dang it <laughs> yeah um but yeah no gabriella saves the day and step forwards and goes i want to stage a perfect prom which, girl, that is not your... You're in Stanford already. <laughs> I think, I mean, here's the part where I defend the movie and defend the characters. I think Gabriella's doing the smart thing here of 
diverting and a, lessening. A little bit, a little bit of the like, not manic pixie dream girl, but like you gotta live in the moment type character vibe of like, no, like every, you guys are focused way too far ahead in the future. I want it like mm-hmm. I want the next couple months to be good, not the next twenty years. Um, so she's got this like as Troy is worrying about like his capital F future. She's just saying, hey, while I got you here, let's do something really fun together, which, as we've said before, is less fun for Gabriella to have this, you know, take on things because she's the smart one. She's going to Stanford. For what? Engineering? I was just going to say, I was like, I feel like it's something science-y. My bet she's like environmental. I was thinking environmental science. Maybe, yeah. I don't, she doesn't... she doesn't strike me as like a like a put on big boots and like go out into the pond type scientist though. Uh, maybe it is also just my conflagration of her and a former host of the show Amanda. Is conflagration? That's not a the fire? word I meant. That's not the word I meant. <laughs> What's the word I'm thinking of, Tyler? I d- I don't know exactly. Con means together though. Convergence. Um, convergence. Confusion. Not conflagration. I'm not trying to set former host of the show Amanda on fire. (laughs) Nor Gabriella. I'm not trying to set the host on fire. That's a song, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's almost. It's. I don't want to set the world on fire. I know, but I. I was doing my. I was doing my clever parody. I'm a regular Uh, Weird Al Condra. Ah, yes, of course. Hey, so the other day I was looking up places to go play pinball. Yes. And I, I, there was a place, there's a website, there's a pinball locator website where you just pull up yeah. a map and it shows you where there's pinball machines. Yeah. But there was a place in Connecticut, but not close enough to me, where they seem to have a Weird Al pinball machine. No way. I know that pinball machine. It's supposed to be really good. Yeah, so but I was like, it maybe was a one super day I'll drive limited to it, release. But... Like it was not a white. Like yeah, sorry. But uh, I went. I went to a different place to play pinball in New Haven, and um, they had good Adams Family pinball. They had a okay. new Pirates of the Caribbean pinball, not the old one that mm. we used to play. Stranger Things pinball. Oh, how was that? It was pretty good. Pretty good. I got a replay on it. Just saying, but nice. I otherwise, I'm I'm not that good at pinball these days. Yeah, you're out of practice. Yeah, but anyway. You're no pinball wizard? I am no pinball wizard. I'm not even a pinball cleric or a, a pinball warlock. Pinball apprentice? I was doing like D&D classes, but that would be great if there was just D&D class <laughs> apprentice. <laughs> and you were just you were just unexperienced. <laughs> like you had a specialty, but you just weren't good at it yet. But maybe it would be a good way to do like multi-classing of like a little bit of everything this character has. But that's not really how role-playing games oh, like that work. I'm thinking of uh, Tales from Earthsea, the Ursula Lagoon series. It explores like a guy who goes through the ranks. Oh. What else happens in this minute? So Gabriella chimes in and says, I want to have a perfect prom. And Troy is, Troy kind of backs out of, well, what, what Troy kind of backs out of the shot and Chad like nudges him and goes like, "What are you, what are you doing, man? Like I thought thought you knew." And this is all unspoken and just like yeah, said through like uplifted arms and shrugged shoulders. I think it's interesting too that Troy never really stepped forward. 
So Gabriella like really moved when uh she took over for Troy because he never really he he took like a half step forward where everyone else was like big step forward, but he never really did. Again, reflecting his uncertainty. Yeah. Again, I'll I'll say that the problem with this scene that comes to fruition in the in the next minute is that it it is not building up to a song about their wants and goals. I'm so excited. I've been waiting for us to get to the end of this scene and I'll talk about this more. We'll, we'll leave that as our teaser for next time's episode because um yeah. Yeah. I But it's time to wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned to listen on Thursday for the for the stunning conclusion of My this thoughts. scene's anticlimactic ending. <laughs> So until next time, you can follow us on social media, on Instagram, we're at Amateur Nerds. Yeah, we're also on Tumblr at Wildcat Minute. You can send us an email to AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com. Yeah, let us know your favorite pinball machine. Please, I actually do want to know. The Star Trek one used to be real good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's Star Trek Next Generation and old Star Trek. Yeah. Pinball. They're all good. The eldest one. Did that... they ever make Deep Space Nine pinball? No, but they did make new Star Trek pinball. <laughs> oh, new new Star Trek pinball is good, too. 2009 Star Trek is good. Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at Art on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at JoeWinslowMusic.com. I have been Condra. And I've been Tyler. We'll see you next time to find out what Sharpay wants. You can bet on it.